Hi everyone and welcome to a- another month, another roundup. Uh, August, August roundup is upon us. Uh, my name is Gabby and I am joined by Tara. Hello. And Jade. Hi. And we will be talking about this month's news and some new releases. Um, the three of us were all situated in Sydney, so we've been locked down for the month. Woo! Um, so hopefully we've been able to do a lot of reading and a lot of uh, catching up on some graphic novel news Um, I will start with I don't know if uh, you're aware or know of the platform called Webtoon Um, it's an app and it is um, it's a South Korean web comic publisher um they have so many series um, on their app. Um, it's a different sort of format because they use a vertical scroll um, instead of the normal the normal format. Uh, I got pretty hooked on a series called Law Olympus. <laughs> um, if anyone's familiar with that, it's a retelling of Hades and Persephone and the uh, Greek gods. And there was about 110 episodes and I read them all in a day. Wow. It's, I, was, <laughs> I got very <laughs> addicted it's probably one of my favourite uh, uh, retellings to read. Um, however, it's not about that. Webtoon has actually partnered with uh, DC um, for content. Um, so they are creating uh, special content just for Webtoon, uh, several standalone um, series that are designed to take place outside of the already established DC um, storyline. So you don't have to know uh, any of the backstory or any of the current uh, storylines that are going on to read them. Um, they'll be made available in different for- and in different languages. Um, news on the characters and when they will be released are coming out uh, in a few weeks' time. So we don't know what characters will make an appearance, but that'll be pretty exciting when they announce that. And apparently... Webtoon gets 72 million readers a week, which wow. is, that's, I couldn't even, okay, I had to stop mm. and think about it. Like that's so many series, but they do have such a wide variety of, of series and different, in different languages, different, like fan, different genres. Um, the app's incredible. I get lost every time I go in there. <laughs> um, but with, this new partnership with DC it might bring a whole lot of new uh, new readers on top of the 72 million that they have a week. <laughs> I think they've been so successful too because I notice a lot of people into anime or manga also yep. go to webtoons and there's sort of been an explosion of Korean content um, over here <laughs> and US and whatever, so, like on Netflix and, yeah. Can that be uh, attributed to K-pop, the, the success of K-pop, and then it's just sort of spread? Well, it was, wasn't it? K-pop, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I went to a K-pop concert, let me tell you. Oh. Six hours oh. lining up. <laughs> Teenage girls. <laughs> wow. I have a, I have a very brief uh, touch with BTS. 
Uh, my dad works at the oh, airport, yes. uh, and he got to escort BTS uh, off the plane and through the airport. Uh, they <laughs> couldn't commute. My daughter. <laughs> uh, it's it's a fun bit of trivia that I pull out. My yeah. dad didn't speak to them because at that stage, well, I mean, he did speak to them. Um, did he know who they were though? <laughs> um, I don't know if he knew who they were. He knew that they were a big deal and they were like they were a big deal. They were a thing, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. even I was like BTS, and then I was like, "Oh, BTS." <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then also, um, what was it? Parasite winning the Academy Awards. Oh yes, um, first time, first time That's Korean true. foreign film had won. So yeah, um, it's like the whole world opening up. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's a very very deep and wide world when you start going into it. <laughs> mm. uh, Tara, what is uh, your news for the month? Um, my news, I was just um, having a look at the Harvey Awards, which is an industry award for comic books, graphic novels, manga and other things. Um, we, the voting is open to those who already work in the comic industry. Um, So it's usually presented at the New York Comic Con, which will have the announcements in October of who the winners are. Um, But just to highlight, there are two Australian nominees. There is Lee Lay, who's living in Montreal, um, nominated for Book of the Year category for the debut graphic novel Stone Fruit. And also Simon Hanselman, who is living in Seattle, um, who has been nominated for Digital Book of the Year category for Crisis Zone, which is part of the Meg Morgan Owl series. Um, And I thought just a few other notables maybe to watch is uh, Monsters by Barry Windsor Smith and The Magic Fish by Trung Lee Nguyen. they have manga categories. Probably I'm looking at Boys Run the Riot and Chainsaw Man. I know Chainsaw Man's pretty popular. And I also liked the category Best Adaptation from Comic Book category since we are home a lot watching um, TV. So if you're looking for a new series, uh, these ones are straight from the comics. So The Boys on Amazon. Invincible also on Amazon, uh, Loki on Disney, Sweet Tooth on Netflix, which I just finished watching. It was very nice. And, of course, WandaVision from Disney also. So, yeah, I think you can obviously you can watch your digital comics on Webtoons and catch up on some streaming as well. This is, uh, this is controversial because I know everyone loved it, but I couldn't get into Sweet Tooth. Oh, couldn't you? I started it and it just it just didn't grab me. Yeah. I might have to go back and have another go. Um, but I also want to mention we also have a creator chat with uh, Lee Lai. Um, yes, we do, yeah. So you might want to give that a listen also. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And Jade. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to give a shout out as well to National Science Week, which is happening 
at the moment or has it just finished happening? Actually, I think it was last week now. Last, maybe. Yes, last week, yeah. This week last is technically week. book week. <laughs> Too many things happening. <laughs> um, so if you do follow the blog, we've put together a, a list of our favourite food-related graphic novels. If you're food-obsessed like I am, um, there are graphic novel cookbooks as well, which I think is a fantastic new medium that is definitely becoming more of a thing, I would say. Um, just lots of great illustrations of food alongside recipes, which is, in my opinion, a great combination. Um, but also I just wanted to point out, um, so some news in that, uh, so Shonen Jump, um, which some people may or may not be familiar with, um, a type of Japanese manga sort of usually aimed at, um, sort of like teenage boys, like around like sort of 15 or under, um, but obviously uh, open to a much wider audience than just that, um, is actually hosting um, free chapters um, of the latest uh, version of, uh, sorry, new chapters um, from their books online, which I think is an incredible um, resource for collections. Librarians, you can read so many chapters of books. I think there's like at least 100 there. Or something I don't know if you guys saw it yeah I think it's good if you you want to review something before you buy it it's definitely handy. there's yeah. some really great ones there so popular ones in my library and a few others are things like my hero academia mm. if you grew up with you know reading and watching bleach dragon ball is a massive one um, there's just so many incredible titles there. Naruto and Boruto, One Piece. Yeah, there's so much stuff. So whether or not you are really sort of intimately familiar with them, you grow up reading them, or if you just want to get an idea of what could work in your new library, it's just such a great resource to sort of check, um, try before you buy. I think it's very timely that we're talking about things we can access from home at the moment. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, of course, uh, there's a whole lot more news uh, on our blog, uh, our August blog roundup post, um, so go check that out. And some new releases for the month. Um, my one that I'm going to talk about is called Big Apple Diaries by Alyssa Bermudez. And this, uh, it's a junior junior graphic novel. Um, it's written in a diary style um, and it's a graphic memoir by Alyssa uh, who details her life as a young uh, New Yorker growing up and going to middle school and I believe it also goes into sort of uh, year seven and eight. Is that middle school over in America? I think it is um, but it spans a few years. Um, so she comes from uh, a split family, so you get to see that dynamic. Um, but also her father is Puerto Rican and her mother is white. Um, so that's sort of like another insight to her life. Um, and typical middle school uh, feelings, you know, she's got a crush on a boy, uh, you know, stressing about high school and growing up and all of that. Um, but then uh, also when the time that this book is written, 9-11 um, happens. Um, and sort of in her world, 12-year-old world, issues of liking boys and 
spending time at mum and dad's house don't actually seem so big anymore um, because there's a whole lot of other new emotions and worries to be navigating. Um, and this is really timely as it's about to be the 20-year anniversary um, next month. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but it's on my Kindle waiting to go. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading this one. I love reading things that sort of give you an insight to people's lives and this is a really specific time period of American history and especially in New York. So good one to have a, have a look at. And are we, are we, or are we not recording a creator chat with Alyssa as well? Are we? Were we? Just had a look in the minutes. Next creator chat being recorded 10th of August with Alyssa Bermudez. Oh, well then, so there we go. <laughs> keep an eye and an ear out for that. Yes. Very timely. <laughs> I picked it and I didn't even know it. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah, it sounds like an awesome book. Yes. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to reading it. Uh, Tara. Yes. Well, do a, <clears throat> do a 180 now and go down a dark path. Um. I am looking at, did you hear what Eddie Gein did, done? Sorry, it's did you hear what Eddie Gein done? It's, it's, the title is like a question. Um, so this is a collaboration between writer-illustrator Eric Powell and true crime author Harold Schechter. So just a little bit about the author's first. Um, Eric Powell is best known for the Goon series, he is a five times Eisner Award winner and founder of Albatross Funny Books, which is the publisher for this title. Harold Schechter has written numerous true crime books, so he's not originally, his, this is his first comic that he's worked on. Um, and he's also written what could be the definitive work on Eddie Gein in his book Deviant. Um, I found they... <clears throat> Back in April, they actually did a campaign on Kickstarter and it raised over 100000 in 30 days. Which wow. Is pretty good effort. Um, and going over, if you go over to the Kickstarter page, you can actually see that the project received some pretty exciting acknowledgements <clears throat> from none other than John Carpenter from the director of Halloween and the Thing. Mike McNola, creator of Hellboy, and famous director David Fincher, all saying how excited they are to um, read this new comic. So what is it about? Eddie Gein, also known as the Butcher of Plainfield, committed two murders in 1957. But it was not the murders that made him infamous in American crime history. Gein also exhumed bodies from local graveyards and used the parts to create things like masks, suits, bowls, lampshades. Very unique sort of killer. Um, this behaviour began soon after his mother died. He attempted to make a female bodysuit to slip into, perhaps to be close to his mother. Now, some of this might sound familiar when I tell you this because Eddie Gein's bizarre behaviour has been the inspiration for such movies as Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Silence of the Lambs. What was it? It shall rub it on its skin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Now, and the graphic novel actually begins at the premiere of Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho. So it's produced in black and white classic tomes. Um, Powell and Schechter explore Gain's childhood and adolescence, his religion-obsessed mother, angry alcoholic father, and his escalating mental illness. But they still leave any speculation of Gain's motives for his crimes to the reader. reader. They also capture the small town narratives who try to rationalise the grotesque crimes. But now, despite the gruesome nature of the story, Powell has been careful with his depictions in that they are not unnecessarily gory. He did a lot of visual research, including creating a map um, of Gein's house from crime scene photos. So both very a lot of research went into this. Um, now, he, uh, he was first inspired to create this graphic novel not because of any fascination with serial killers, but because the idea came to him while he was driving through rural Wisconsin, which is where Gain is from, and it just struck him how isolated the area was and how that isolation is what Eddie Gain must have grown up in. Um, and, of course, there was no better person to reach out to with this idea than Harold Schechter who just so happened to be interested in comics also. So I'm thinking this could be a good one for encouraging true crime fans to try out the genre in the graphic novel form. So, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, look, it's not one that I would generally uh, pick up, but I'm slightly intrigued, but I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Huh. Very fun. Fun? Is that the right word? I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> uh, yeah, inter- yeah, definitely interesting. Interesting. Uh, Unique. Yep. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, Jade, what do you have for us? <laughs> uh, that is really interesting. Um, just from our, from our choices, I think it really shows the, the length, depth, breadth of, um, of graphic novels. Um, <laughs> yes. We've gone from a graphic memoir to true crime. Um, um, to an old classic, um, Sailor Moon, um, which is kind of hilarious after having heard Tara, I think. Um, yeah, we've we've got yeah. good range. I think we've got we've definitely got good range here. We just want to take people on an emotional ride. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know, people get inspired and they read these books in this order. I feel like it would really yeah. take them on yes. a journey. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, interestingly, I think what I'm about to say about Sailor Moon won't necessarily leave this on a happy, fluffy um, <laughs> note. But anyway, we'll we'll get there. Um, so basically, what's coming out really soon is a brand new edition of the whole series. So it's the Naoko Takeuchi edition. So which is the author's name? Um, I feel like with Sailor Moon, like a new like version of her books comes out every few years or a new version of the anime series or a live action thing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the only new thing I can see with this new edition is, um, on, slightly oddly, I think, is that it's uh, pocket-sized or portable, so it's, it's slightly smaller than the others, which is um, its new kind of draw card for some reason. Um, but I was interested in choosing this one because I've recently started rereading the series and was actually really shocked and interested in what I found in the manga, I think. 
Um, so people that sort of have watched the cartoons, um, the, the anime is so uh, sanitised, I think, in comparison. And I've recently had to make the decision in my library to actually make uh, Sailor Moon senior fiction. So the last sort of few years of high school, there are some very mature themes um, in the book, <laughs> um, interestingly enough. Um, yeah, so it's been really, really interesting revisiting that series and seeing it in a completely different way. Um, but I would also really recommend reading it as well. The um, the friendship um, angle that was there in the anime, I don't think is there so much. It is very focused um, on its main characters um, and their sort of journey. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's been an interesting ride rereading that one. And I would definitely say it's more for adults than for children, interestingly enough. Yeah, you don't really know because I was also going to get that for my life because you read things and you think, okay, that is probably the best one or the safest one um, for because I worked in a primary school um, for that age bracket. But now I'm like, hmm, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but then you, you, I don't have time to read everything. Um, so you sort of go off what people say and – or you read reviews and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. It's okay. Yes, um, that was why I was so interested in interviewing the manga librarian mm. um, for that chat because, like, we don't, a lot of us don't have experts in the library like she is that review everything. And that's what she'd be saying. Like the first few, the first few volumes are really, it can be light and fluffy, but it can go down a dark path pretty quick. And if really? you don't know it. Absolutely. Then, yeah, you can put it in the wrong spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was interesting, particularly like volume three. I was like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot <laughs> in good conscience let you six children uh, continue to read this, um, but it should still be there for others um, yeah. who, who want to. I feel like I probably should be discussing why, but um, I think I need some trigger warnings and content. Warnings there. It is actually to that level. <laughs> okay, then. Well, you're making, we're all going to well, go then, get it out now. Yes. <laughs> And I yep. suppose, you know, with with novels and with fiction books, like I'm just thinking of um, like Sarah J Maas in particular, like when she started Throne of Glass, you know, the readers of that grow with the story. Mm. So it's not as shocking when you get to sort of the later ones and they're more for that mature reader. But I think with like manga, when they're bound up, because you get all of the things in one, you get, and then so you start reading them and you, yeah, you're sort of exposed to these things and you're like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's just all there at the one time. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think you both make really good points. And with um, with manga, it's just, yeah, a reminder to always read the label. I feel like a lot of brands or publishers are really good at putting the age um, age appropriate number on the back of the book and that can be so you can overlook it so easily but once you notice it it's like oh my goodness um that actually says 15 plus when I would have just assumed um mm. that it was for a much younger age group so and and look yeah. at the graphics that are on the cover like all the graphics even if it's an adult manga it is mm. cute and you know yeah. um cartoonish yeah. and, and I suppose you with, don't get what you see 
No. <laughs> and with, like, there's so many streaming services out now. There's so much, like, of that older content that's on there and kids are watching it. And that so it's like a resurgence and then they want to read it. And, you know, you don't know much about it. So then you just go, yeah, sure. Because of obviously the, the cartoon and because I remember watching the Sailor Moon cartoon when I was five, six, I wasn't very old. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it seems very different to the manga. Yeah. And particular, like, I mean, with, with what I said earlier about all the different versions of the anime as well, um, mm. I rewatched Sailor Moon Crystal, which I think is one of the slightly more recent versions of the anime. Um, I don't know, like a few years ago. Um, and that was a great watch and it's completely different. It feels or some parts of it are completely, um, many aspects that are central to the graphic novel feel very different, um, and much more accessible, um, and easier to engage with interestingly enough. So yeah. Oh, huh. well then. <laughs> oh, is there, is there another one that you wanted to mention Jade? Oh, there is. Um, yeah, she really um, wants to take us somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just for fun. I feel like this is the theme now, yeah. so we're just going to run with it. <laughs> it's such a journey um, from Sailor Moon to 1984. Um, <laughs> um, I am actually so incredibly excited about the new graphic adaptation of George Orwell's 1984. So that's by um, Fido Nesti. Um, I, I think he's a Brazilian author and illustrator, but maybe I should double check that before I say it. Um, but I think the graphic version of Animal Farm came out. Um, yes. yeah, maybe not too long we ago. Got I, that. I liked that. Yeah. yeah. And it's popular. Yeah, yeah. Haven't read it, but it is very popular. Um, and I just love those two books and just with something with graphic novels becoming, um, I, I hope much more in the mainstream. Um, there are so many more graphic adaptations happening of pretty incredible uh, works, things like, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, like stuff like that. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think 1984 in particular is a book that a lot of um, teenagers really resonate with for whatever reason. I know I really enjoyed it in high school, so I just feel like the graphic novel version will be really interesting and a really good asset to a library collection for that demographic, but also, of course, for adults as well. I think a lot of people have read 1984 this year and there's been many different interpretations of it. Of course not. I almost forgot when I was in, yeah, um, public libraries last year. Oh, my goodness, 1984 and dystopian fiction through the yeah. roof. I almost forgot. Thank you for reminding me. So, yeah, no, that is a really great time for that one to be coming out. Absolutely. Uh, I just Googled and uh, he is Brazilian. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> what a journey all of what our a, um, yeah. titles have been. Yes. And um, I agree. Everyone, read it in that order. But, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> strongly, uh, strongly advise that. That's our reading list. <laughs> you will not be disappointed uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Well, uh, we hope you have enjoyed this. Well, we I mean, I've enjoyed the chat. I hope you enjoyed yeah, the chat listening to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure you do check out um, our blog post. Uh, it has a lot more um, news, uh, a lot a lot of other uh, new releases that have come out this month. You never know. There might be another Perler in there. Um, uh, some media and some uh, great stuff for collection and um, PD resources. Um, if you don't know about our book club, um, you, there's still time. Also pop onto our blog um, and you can register for our book club. We've had two meetings um, next month. Women in Comics, so a great uh, topic. Uh, come along and discuss. Um, yep, you can register through through there's a there's a tab on our blog. Um, so yes, thanks for chatting with me, guys, <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. Yay. Thank you. See you, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Aliographic Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Aliographic, email us at aliographicinfo at gmail.com and check our blog, aliographic.blogspot.com for updates, monthly roundups of news and new release titles.